We are joined live by Solomon from somewhere around South Africa. But then, yes, um, Solomon, can you hear us? Yeah, uh, yes, I can hear you. Thank you for joining us today on the line. You are live on GH Online Radio. Can you kindly send some morning greetings to our listeners? Uh, hello, listeners. How are you? Uh, I hope they are just well. <laughs> so, yes, just to go into it, who is Solomon? Uh, Solomon is a software developer slash ethical hacker uh, with four years of experience in software development and three years in ethical hacking. Ethical hacking. Nice. So, um, just uh, so how did you get into the tech industry? Um. I got uh, into the tech industry uh, through my cousin who referred me to a organization called, called Geek Culture. Um, I attended uh, my first hackathon uh, in 2017. It was a cybersecurity summit hackathon. And that's where the, the love of hacking actually started. So. I, I just hope I don't scare your listeners. <laughs> no, I, I also just, you should just hope you don't scare me as well. I mean, the listeners, <laughs> we can see them. But as for me, you are a hacker. First thing first, how many girls have came to you just to ask you to hack their, their partner's Facebook account? My guy, the number is <laughs> unmentionable. Yeah, I know each and every day you might be receiving people who are asking you to hack. So, what qualifications, which qualifications are you holding? Uh, currently, uh, I only have a uh, metric, but waiting to graduate from Henley Business School and preparing for my ethical hacker exam. So, what I forgot to mention is that all of these things... Um, from soft, software development to ethical hacking, I, I taught myself. You taught yourself. Um, yeah. how, how, how long was the journey? Uh, the journey of learning software development took me a year and a half. So you, you, you just taught yourself at a home and you also have got experience, but currently you have metric. Yes. Mm, that's interesting. Tell us the difference between a software developer and a hacker. Uh, a software developer uh, builds build solutions from IoT, from the phones uh, to software you use, the Windows Office, that the Microsoft Office that you use on your laptop, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, you name it, software developers build build it, and hackers hackers are the people who people or individuals who who break into this those systems where there are vulnerabilities where vulnerabilities like um, there's a mismatch in code or let me let me not go deep into technical into into the technical jargon but um let's say um 
software is is sort of like a house and the hacker is a thief so the thief as in the hacker looks for easy ways of getting into the house now what is an ethical hacker so an ethical hacker is an individual similar to to what police do so we look for vulnerabilities in in systems and we inform the the client or potentially the company that built this software that you have a problem here where the black hat hackers uh can get into so there are three types of hackers uh there are black hat hackers the ones who do malicious things uh the gray hat it's sort of like a gray area they can do malicious things but also um report or safeguard against those vulnerabilities and they are white hat hackers which are ethical hackers so we as ethical hackers we look for those vulnerabilities we take we talk to the company that has that vul- vulnerability that pro- that is providing software to the client client meaning uh the the end users me you so that they can they can block out some of those those vulnerabilities uh cybersecurity is a a field in in computer science where we safeguard against um n- networking vulnerabilities uh to software vulnerabilities from from individuals from um hackers who want to get into the network or into that p- particular software to get uh user data which is um personal information your credit card details and and all that and the reason why you you need um cybersecurity or cybersecurity awareness is to know that um there are certain things that you as a person can do to safeguard yourself from getting your information leaked or you actually getting hacked um um not going back into my technical jargon um a firewall it's 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 sort of like a flower sieve so it sifts out all the bad things that that um want to get into the network or in particular infrastructure of um let's say a bank a bank has a lot of transactions user transactions and a hacker is sitting there looking for those particular user transactions and now being in the cloud um cloud age so cloud firewalls are more software than your normal firewalls which include uh particular switches network configurations which require hardware interesting indeed what what laws are abiding data on websites uh, am i able to sue that certain website i mean they are using cookies they are using information data 
data is being sold to other companies for marketing what laws are abiding data actually uh well in south africa um an act was passed the protection of personal information act of 2013 and it was passed on 1st july so it it this is this is a an amazing time to 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 be in cybersecurity because in the in the document it it state it it stipulates and guides you as a user of uh the legal obligation you can ha you have and if possible you can sue mm. now let's just say i've got a wi-fi and it's a very big wi-fi for i can just use it's my own personal wi-fi but then i i want people to connect what what can happen if i do not put a password in my wi-fi router um let me just give you a a worst case scenario okay let's say okay. i i am i am around where you live and i know particular people who connect to your wi-fi so i i would install certain malicious code which like viruses and all that once they connect they they that malicious software installs itself on 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 your wi-fi and when i'm in range or close to where you live i wouldn't even need um a password to get into your wi-fi to see your traffic which sites you visit your banking credentials all those stuff but nowadays uh most banking facilities like standard bank uh they don't allow you to do certain transactions over wi-fi mm, interesting indeed now I mean, like, I've been doing things right now and I, I did not know. Tell me how can I start from now, protecting myself in the cyberspace? Um, firstly, you, you, you need to understand that, um, one, uh, the human element is the m most problematic area when, when dealing with uh, cybercrime. Um, the human element is the first vulnerability. Uh, the thing you can do is make sure that you have sort of like a checklist of yourself. Uh, you can check, um, you can make sure like maybe once or twice a year, you change your user passwords on all social media. Um, another thing that I would, I would advise is for your personal information, sort of like... Um, your banking applications, uh, your, your your banking, all those other things, you have a separate email address from your social media address, because that creates a a, a a a a void where if let's say you get hacked and you had everything under one email address, uh, that person would take over your life. I know for the fact that when I take a picture from my cell phone, it automatically goes into my laptop and my tablet because they are in the same email. So meaning if somebody gets 
hold of my email password basically he or she has everything yeah basically mm, that's interesting so now tell us about all these uh, i i mean I, i go to a website i see do you accept cookies i just click accept each and every more often that when i go to a new website i just accept cookies are there any risk related to that um currently not that i know of but um cookies actually take um your user data and from your user data they can give it to um facebook or other uh, companies that provide services um a cookie would okay take a certain chunk of data let's say you are googling about cars google would take that meta metadata and give it to um a particular car brand that's way a particular car brand and that particular car brand would show you a sp- specific tailor made adverts where you see that oh this ad on on normally you would see on facebook there is a uh, sponsored ads ads so now so those sponsored ads are information from the cookies you keep accepting so that that is the reason why i receive uh, inform i was just asking earlier on today how are people able to sell our data so it's all because of we are accepting cookies on the other side yes give us any comment on our current bank data leakage that one is is going to be a difficult one um but uh the current um bank experience uh breach um it w- for me it was purely social engineering the the people who actually got into and getting all that data they used social engineering to impersonate someone in the company higher in ranking to get one of the subordinates to get them give them access um the scenario would would be like um i would be impersonating maybe you we work at the same company you i'm i'm higher in ranking and someone impersonates me and tells you that oh i need to do i need to get access into 123 so that that's how it it happened but um i was surprised with uh, the quick response that um our government did so there's this organization organization called uh, south african fraud prevention services um they help deal with uh fraud and identity theft and if you feel like you you had uh, this data breach would affect you uh you you should just give them a call or just apply so that every every particular thing you do on online they confirm and revert back to you as the original person 
does that mean I can go and borrow a loan and come back and say I didn't? Uh, no. I mean, they've got my details, so it does it mean they also can borrow a loan at the bank and without my knowledge? Uh, well, technically, these nowadays uh, things are becoming more, more, more secured. Uh, when requiring loans, I'm not sure how the process is, but they do have to confirm your identity first. Tell us about identity on the social media. What identity should we consider putting? And what information should I put? Maybe. I should maybe just note, maybe there's a certain website that is asking for my certain information. What is the most one that would say it's sensitive and people should consider each and every time they put? Uh, the most sensitive one is your ID number. So I each and every time I put my ID number somewhere, I should just take certain follow-ups on it. Yes. Um, once you, you, you select that, uh, just make sure that your cookies are off. You deactivated your cookies when sending the, that type of information out. Now, I've bought some things from certain e-commerce websites. I've put my data currently in certain websites. Is there any possibility that I can remove them? Because I know for the fact that just clicking unsubscribe on an email, it doesn't remove my details from them. So is there any possibility that I can delete my information from them? Uh, yeah, there is a, a, a possibility. Like, uh, like I said before, uh, the the Poppy Act. Um, you can ask that uh, particular e uh, commerce uh, service to delete you from the their database, and if they do not comply with your request, uh, that's a violation of your the right of privacy, and also them being a service provider, they cannot uh, sell out your information without your consent um remember there are um, whenever you're you're applying to uh let's say your pep or all those other services there's this option we 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 people normally tend to take or over overlook um it, it tends to go something like uh do you accept that we use your information as marketing with four or two other third-party providers so automatically you're giving that particular service provider the right to sell your information so this is how some of them are making money yes that that is how some of them are making money hmm so also banking details uh what uh, i know for the fact that when i buy something it requests my cvv number my bank card and it's just my the the card holder so i just tell to think if somebody gets hold of my card does it mean they can buy online um 
Technically, no, because once you 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 do that, uh, your bank will send you a OTP. That particular OTP, you have to confirm it. And if if you're you're someone like me, uh, hackers are really paranoid. Um, with me, when I don't use my my bank card, I I deactivate it. So. It it it's kind of difficult for for us to get hacked, but on, in your case, uh, banking services do offer uh, OTP to confirm that you did you you are you are proving this particular transaction. So now we are looking at things like a card clowning, a card being clowned by a certain. When we go to a shop, a card has been clowned. How? How are they able to buy? Um, card cloning. Um, I'm not sure if if the scam is still uh, prevalent today, but uh, they just copying all the information from your PIN to the metadata on your on your card from that black magnetic strip. It has your uh, card holder name, details, uh, CVV, everything. Oh, so I see. Now, that is very interesting because card clowning, it was just something that used to be done years ago. And most of us just do not know how they can buy some of the things. So now tell me about... NFC, the NFL communication, which is now buying just tap and go. People are just concerned that that thing is not safe. Have you ever used it or do you have any comment about it? Um, NFC has its its advantages and its disadvantages. Um, its, its disadvantages is having a bank card that... Uh, doesn't require you to input a part a, a bank pin when doing a transaction so now i can buy without putting my bank my bank card my bank pin so that is already a disadvantage yeah would you recommend it to people for for ease of convenience, yes, um, but uh, be very careful where you use it. If you just want to make a quick transaction, you just uh, make sure that your your bank card is deactivated and you just use your phone. After using that particular service, you deactivate it just to be on the safe side. Now I'm looking at something like uh, the track the tracking of our daily lives. I mean, my cell phone tracks each and every route that I take and my watch, and it can also remind me that last year around this time, on this day you were at this place, you took this picture. Now we are just concerned about the future and the tracking. People are just worried my life is being tracked. Will that have any effect in future? Um, regarding that, it might have a negative disadvantage, disadvantage, but for, with me, 
I I I can't really say, but I I I don't really use these particular services only when I need to, but um it it is a a a good thing for keeping track where you go, so that um other people can know that oh when you want to go to this place you can use this particular route this other person found. So it actually improves the map, especially in South Africa. Yeah, it, it, it definitely does help with uh, mapping. Now we have got people with multiple Facebook accounts. Is it, are there any disadvantages to, to that? I mean, people have got about four accounts. Well, there are um, disadvantages. One, you can't really track all the the activities that that happen on the accounts. Um, If a hacker tries to hack into a particular particular, um, account that you have and you linked it to a SIM card number that you used a long time ago and you threw it away, then you won't get the notification saying that oh someone is trying to change your pin or and and things like that i see interesting so where can people get in touch with you um on on instagram is nchaupes solomon um on twitter is nchaupe ss double s and on Facebook is Nchaupe Solomon Sitedi. No, thank you. Just before we can let you go, what currently are you busy with that people can follow up on? Uh, currently, I'm not busy with anything anything major. Um, major being an understatement. Uh, some of these things I can't disclose. Uh, let me just... Uh, give a sneak peek of what I was busy with uh, last month. So uh, in Limpopo, we, me and a couple of other people who I can't say, uh, we uncovered a, a cyber syndicate. So these people um, go to, to the mall. Uh, they just sit there and look at the traffic. So they, they have a, uh, black hat hackers or what we call them are script kitties. They look at um, particular particular people with particular cell phones. The, the main aim is to get particular information from the, that person's phone and blackmail them into paying um, uh, specific amounts of money. So we should normally consider certain things when we are using public Wi-Fi's. Yeah. So in terms of public Wi-Fi's, we see people, some of them want just go there, especially uh, people from Kasi who do not have m- much of ac- access to internet and they just want to go to the mall and use the Wi-Fi. So are there major effects regarding that? Um, yeah, 
you you may fall into one of these um, scams or cyber 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 syndicates. Um, the mall can use the the pardon the metadata the that you you gave to them to use ads to prompt you into going to into to the mall to buy and all those other stuff interesting indeed now oh, 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 what uh, what should we look at Let me, I, I just want to use the public wi-fi so if i want to use it what are some of the things i should just take a quick sneak peek on them uh most public wi-fi have um some uh they have when you when you log into that specific uh public wi-fi uh on the very top you should make sure that um that uh wi-fi link it it, it has that little green lock if it doesn't have that little green lock that means it's a insecure um, public Wi-Fi, and someone like me can actually physically, not physically, but um, through the use of a laptop or a black box, see what type of website you visit, your login details, and everything. And but if it has a that little green lock, it means that. Um, the information you're sending out to the internet and you're getting back in is secure so it's it, that information is encrypted that person can't see whatever you're doing through that that particular wi-fi now you just mentioned locks and i know we wanted to let you go tell us about http and https um HTTP is a uh, internet protocol where where it transfers um, readable information from your Wi-Fi router to a server somewhere. And HTTPS it's it's the secure version of HTTP, meaning that the S sort of when I mean um, secure, I mean by uh, that type of information you're sending out is, is it is encrypted. So the person, if they, if you're using HTTP, that person can can see from the website. Let's say you're googling um, the little cupcake song, it it will show that you're looking at uh, the little cupcake song. And if you're on HTTPS, you will see, they won't see anything. They will just see computer language. So now we are looking at uh, the HTTPS, which is at the website. So if my Wi-Fi is encrypted, it, it has got the... That password, which I feel like I'm saying, and now I'm, I'm visiting a website that does that does not have that lock or that HTTPS. Are there any disadvantages? Uh, yeah, there are uh, disadvantages. That website may be a a a drive-by 
place um meaning when i mean by uh drive by drive by downloads um once you visit certain malware or adware gets installed on your on your computer i see so now i should consider when visiting websites everyone should consider visiting websites with https yeah now tell me we have got the business around our communities which want websites and i don't think they really know about the sensitivity of the data that people are going to put on the website so what would you recommend to them when they are having when they are hiring web designers or web developers to do websites for them um they should uh consider having uh services where that particular developer designs with a um with security in mind looking at uh if the website gets hacked or defaced um what are the remediation plans that the web developer has put in place so no one should just create a website for their businesses without thinking of their customers yes and also the business itself because yeah. if the website is is vulnerable that is a way of hackers gaining information to actually come physically to maybe drop a usb with malware or to use social engineering to pretend that they are deliv- delivery people or the likes interesting no um just to let you go we really appreciate your time and your efforts on giving us more information about your hacking so okay. can you hack yes uh, yes i can hack can we hire you to hack um currently no um uh, like like i said i i am a ethical hacker so there are standards and ethical codes that i follow so i i i normally don't just hack into people's accounts and all that i need permission <laughs> permission from who i will hacking it's illegal from from both parties okay interesting so no thank you very much for tuning in and uh, for giving us your time today on gh online radio and we just wishing you the great best uh, with your hacking journey okay thank you thank you that was Nchaope solomon who was joining us an ethical hacker who is uh, also a self-taught developer and also earlier today we were joined by a qualified data scientist a lady in data and science am i just safe to say like it like a data engineer i don't know but then yes if you have just tuned in but uh, you have missed a lot we will actually just put the the podcast on our website you can just follow 
on gh online radio also we are live streaming on our social media which is uh, facebook just follow gh online radio also if you prefer to follow me personally you can just follow parapreneur also tell your friends and families to tune in via radio.ghmall.co.za download and rate our app on the google play store you can just go to google play store and search for gh online radio just make sure there's no space 